Welcome back to the Strong Babe Collective podcast, where we are here to chat all the tools, tricks, and tangible steps that will help you call in the freedom, impact, and abundance you are here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I'm a coach, course creator, and your host, and I'm here to help you blend strategy with spirituality so that you can step into your power fully. Every week, you'll hear from me and our incredible guests on the show. So let's dive right into today's episode. Hi, my love, and welcome back to another episode. So excited, as always, that you are here. And if you are new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you as a part of the collective. Now, I have to be honest with you, (laughs) prior to what you're listening to right now, I literally just sat down and recorded this entire intro, the whole thing, only to realize that (laughs) the mic that that I record on it was connected on my end, but if you've been following following along on Instagram lately, something that I got for my birthday was AirPods, and I fucking love them. They've literally changed my life. I did not want to like AirPods. I was seriously one of those people who were like, AirPods, really? I don't understand the hype. It's so weird how people walk around with them in their ears all the time. You might be doing this right now listening. <laughs> and seriously, that was my whole thing. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I don't want them. Think they're overrated. I'm cool with my cords. Lo and behold, your gal went into Apple to get an Apple Watch, and I did get an Apple Watch as well, also life-changing, but while I was there, I was like, look, I'm just, I'm just going to try them. I just want to see what the hype's all about, and I tried them, and I was literally obsessed within like 0.1 of a second. I was like, oh my God, why do I like these? I didn't want to like these at all, and I literally was like, I have to get these. Life-changing is all I can say. I love them so much. However, what I didn't take into account was that I have not recorded or anything on GarageBand, which is what I record my podcast on, since getting my AirPods. And my AirPods connect to my computer automatically. And so my computer had defaulted to saying that my AirPods were my choice of recording equipment. No, 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 it's definitely not. I record with a Rode mic plugged into my computer, which was plugged in and obviously nothing recorded. So I finished everything. I was like, that was so good. Loving it. You guys fucking love that vibe. So good. And there's literally no sound at all. So, yeah, recorded about five minutes worth of stuff before I realized that. And so here we are starting from scratch. But whatever, it's all good. It doesn't matter. It all happens for you, not to you. So obviously you guys weren't meant to hear that intro. You're meant to hear this one. So here we are. Welcome to the episode. I am very excited. I feel like I've got so many things to update you guys on. I'm not going to make this episode about this because obviously this is an interview episode. I've got the beautiful Francesca Moy here for you guys inside of this episode, but I promise I'm going to have um, an update episode coming for you soon. Seriously, so much stuff has been shifting, you guys. I cannot even begin to tell you. The last few months for me inside of my business and in my life, like I just feel like so many up levels, but the business itself is shifting so much. There's a huge branding up level coming. I've got something so exciting to reveal to you guys, and I promise it's coming soon. I'm not going to leave you guys hanging for much longer. We're just finalizing the last little things before we can roll it all out. Seriously, though, there has been such an up level in terms of the branding and how I feel I'm showing up online in my messaging, in clarity, like another level. I thought I was already clear, but like another level of clarity around what I'm here for. Seriously, it's so fucking good. And I am so excited, like I said, to fill you guys in on all of this and you guys are going to see it rolling out over the next couple of weeks. It's so exciting. Um, but yeah, like I said, I do feel very, very cold to sit down and update you properly on that to like, let you guys know exactly what's happening. So you can be excited with me. Um, and also I'm feeling a calling to step into more solo type episodes. I love, love this podcast so much. And I love showing up for you guys on the solo episodes. And I feel like the last couple of months has really been a season of getting so many incredible people onto the show. And that is definitely not going to go away, but I want to start to focus as well on the solo episodes for you guys. Cause I just feel so connected to you through this podcast. And I love to let you in on my journey and all the things that are going on on this end and the divine downloads that are just literally coming in on the regular. I want to let you guys in on that more and more. So 
So yes, like I said, I feel very called to it and I always trust what I'm called to. So I can tell you that there is going to be some magic solo episodes coming your way here very, very soon. So if you love the solo episodes, definitely hit me up on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters. Send me a DM right now and let me know. Let me know. Do you love the solo episodes or are you, are you a bigger fan of the interview style? I would actually love for you to let me know because obviously I'm just on my end sitting here with my mic wondering what you like and honestly like I said the interviews aren't going anywhere but I do really feel that calling to bring you some solo episodes as well so that's what I'm gonna do because I always honor what I'm called to anyway let's dive into this episode I'm super pumped to bring the beautiful Francesca Moy onto the show she is seriously a wealth of knowledge her energy is amazing She's got so much epic stuff that she shares with us inside of this episode, and I truly got a lot out of this one. I get a lot out of every single guest, obviously, that's why I have them on, but I just feel like I learned some really tangible things inside of this episode, and I know that you guys are going to absolutely love it. Francesca is the meetup queen, seriously. She is an author, a Facebook and meetup expert. She's an advisor to business owners, startup companies, and a mindset coach. She's literally like everything rolled into one, and I know you're going to love her by the end of this episode. She helps business owners to boom their business by teaching them how to grow their business online and offline using social media and running events and events retreats in-person type things is definitely not something I have yet done in my business but it is something that I am so excited to expand into in future so many of you guys DM me about that as well like can you do an event can you do a meetup like I would just love to like come and like see you or do all the things and I'm like yes 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 don't worry <laughs> it will be coming it's a hundred percent on my list and that's why this episode for me sitting down and interviewing Francesca was super valuable. Obviously, my entire business is based online and I help women to step into their powers and build their own online businesses so that they can change the fucking world and so that they can have that next level impact and call in next level income. And so for me, my whole life, my whole world, my whole business is online. And so speaking to Francesca, who is so such an expert in the offline world and the meetup side of things was just really, really valuable. So like I said I got a lot out of it and I know you will as well so let's dive in definitely enjoy this episode take the notes or the mental notes if you're driving or doing something where you need to just keep your hands on the wheel or you're too busy to just be taking notes whatever just enjoy the episode and make sure that if you do enjoy it you screenshot the episode tag it in your stories and let me know that you guys loved it and yeah if you're loving the podcast as well it would mean the world if you head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review can't tell you how much that means so enjoy the episode. I love you heaps and I will talk to you again soon. Welcome beautiful Francesca. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Taylor. I'm already having lots of fun. Yes, it's going to be great. I feel like you're going to have so much beautiful light to just share with the audience. And honestly, like we were saying off air before, I I feel like I've just known you online for quite some time. And obviously, we've gotten a lot more connected and I'm so excited to have you on and to dive in a little bit deeper. But for those that don't know you, I would love for you to just like introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about what it is that you do. Well, I have been in business now for six years and I started as a life coach. I, I bumped into life coaching and I was like, oh my goodness, why they don't teach this stuff at school? And I got so excited about it. And I was like, I went 31 years of my life without knowing what my passion is. And now I know, and I want to teach everybody that they have a passion. Everybody has a passion. So let's help the world, right? <clears throat> and the, I came back to Australia. I went to Italy for a little break um, about six years ago. When I came back to Australia, I was like, nobody wanted to become a client. Like legit, in six months, I made $120. And I was like, that is very successful, not? So I was like, okay, well, I either have to go back to a job or I had to stop playing business and just going out to networking events and just pretending that I have a business, but I actually don't because I'm not making money. And so I was like, no, job option is not an option. So I'm just going to go have to hustle and find a way. And, um, and so that's what I did. So I went out there and I started to study 
And that's something that I do. Every time I want to do something, it's like a pattern. I go, okay, who's good at this and what are they doing? And I just model exactly what they do. Like, let them coach me, tell me everything you're doing, I'll do it. And so I did that. I did that. And I noticed that everybody that is successful has an audience either online or offline. And because I didn't really know their online world that well, I started to go more offline. So I started to run events. So people were showing up. <laughs> and, and people at the end of the event, they started to say, what do you do? Can you coach me? And I'd be like, oh, stop it. Let me check my calendar, which is empty. <laughs> You're like, I'll just let my VA get back to you. Uh, just one sec. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I was the VA at the time, right? I didn't have any. So I was like, Look, and I wouldn't lie to people. I'd be like, uh, yeah, you're the first paying client. Like, I would just tell them as it was, right? Because when I've tried to fake it until I made it the first six months when I made $120, mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't working. So I decided that being transparent was the only way forward. Yes. Oh, speaking to my soul, all about it. So important. And honestly, like, yeah. you can obviously speak testament to that. Like, when you actually show up, like, authentically, oh, how yeah. much does it shift? It's huge and it's vulnerable and it's scary because it's true. Some people will take it and, 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 you know, change it around and go, you go, what? Like, like one client one time was like, it's true. Your dad was right. You, you good at nothing. And I was like, what the hell mm-hmm. just happened there? Right. Mm-hmm. So it was true that when you, you are vulnerable and you share your experiences, some people, when they want to blame someone, they would use your vulnerability against you, which is okay. But the thing is, if we're not vulnerable, we're never going to get there to impact the people that want to grow with us. So it's that little fine line. So going back to the story, in three months, I got fully booked with one-on-one clients in life coaching. And then I was like, right, if I want to help more people, I'm actually finding myself repeating every single session. Like at one point I used to say, do you want to talk to the person before? Because you guys have the same problem. (laughs) I was just like on repeat. It was ridiculous. So I was like, okay, I'm wasting my time and I'm not helping them because they're feeling that they are the only person in the world with that problem, when it's not true. So I had to find a way to go one to many. And so listening to what my clients wanted and most of my clients were business owners. And so it just all exploded when I created the Mafia Academy, which stands for Meetup and Facebook International Academy. Love it. So good. What a good acronym. (laughs) Thank you. What did you find? This is actually a question that's come up a little bit lately. A couple of girls have been asking me this and I'd love your take on it. You know, making that shift away from life coaching into obviously being very intentional around the meetups and the Facebook side of things. Did a lot of fear come up for you around making that shift and like pivoting your business? A million percent because I thought I was a fraud, right? Because people were like, you need to teach me how to pull up the seat and how do you get people to your meetup and how you get people into your Facebook group and how do you do all this stuff? And I'd be like, but I just started. Like, let me, let me be successful for a little bit longer and then I can teach you that. And I did a lot of mindset around it because I was like, is this self-sabotage? Is it me thinking that I'm not good enough? Like if people are asking, even if I haven't had years of success, I had success. So why don't I just show them? And obviously the prices six years ago were, were matching my experience, right? So I wouldn't say, yes, I teach you and here we go, it's $30,000 to work with me. Nobody would have paid that at mm-hmm. the time because I didn't have enough experience. And that's the problem of a lot of my clients. They come to me and they see the prices that I charge or the prices that Tony Robbins charge and they go, boom, I'm charging that. And I was like, well, who's going to pay $8,000 to come to a six day with you when you haven't got the the reputation yet you haven't got the credibility yet right so yes there was that voice but i worked on it because it was bs completely bullshit and i didn't want to listen to it anymore because i knew i would make a greater impact if i helped life coaches to get more clients instead of me trying to hold on to all my information Totally. Such a good thing. That's so, that's so tapping into that abundance mindset of things where it's like, there's more than enough room for all of us at the table. Oh, like, yeah. How can I empower others to then have the impact that they are supposed to have? And that way your impact is even bigger than if you just tried to do it 
on your own. I love that you talked to that. And I love that you spoke about like the imposter syndrome side of things and like that real fear of like, am I enough? Like, you know, can I really do this? And it's definitely something that comes up for all of us. First, to put my hand up and say, yep, being there. Um, Do you feel like that's something that still comes up for you? Do you still have moments like that? And what are some of the shifts that you made to move through it when it was like at its peak for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it still come up. Uh, yeah, because I'm still a human. I have I tried to become superwoman, but it doesn't work. So uh, <laughs> being still a human, it, it comes up, but it's good because it, it grounds me. It puts me back into I'm human. I'm not like, because a lot of people put you on a pedestal. They see that you build a multi-million dollar business and they go, oh my God, this person is better than me. And it's not, I'm not better than anyone else. What I did is that I was consistent. What I did is that I work on my mindset to get past the fears, but they still come up and I still sabotage the business and I still do mm-hmm. things that, right. And, and I still compare myself with people that are the next level. And I go, wow, like if there is coaches like that person, why would people pay me? Mm-hmm. Right. So it still goes through your head, but I, don't think, I think that if it didn't go through, we would be very irresponsible. Mm-hmm. right the fact that it goes through I, it makes me ask my question how can I give more how can I make the, this course the best course that there is out there how can my course can be better of that person well that person nobody can reach it you can watch the video online but you can't talk to them my clients can talk to me mm-hmm. so right so is that you know you got to compare it but then bring it back into what do I give that those people don't give yeah Yeah. And it's something that, yeah, I talk about that a lot as well. And I so resonate with you on that. It's like, no one is you and that is your power. And like, yes, that person's excellent and they're doing a terrific job, but it's going to be different. It might be exactly the same stuff that you even did, but you're going to deliver it in a different way. And people are going to align differently with the way that you deliver it rather than that person. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And add something. They're not doing it. So if they're doing one call a month do two calls a month right do something that they're not doing like if they don't give the templates give all your templates to your clients like give, always do research and find what else can you give what else can i offer what how else can i wow my clients my goal is to wow my clients in a way that there is no way they can go and say there was no value mm-hmm. there is always are going to be some people that are going to say that that's inevitable but the thing is how can i wow the people that are willing to be coached yeah very good sentence that last little bit that actually willing to be coached which let's go there for a little bit because let's talk about that because there's a lot of girls who are going to be listening and who are either coaches or interested in coaching let's talk about that with you know the client side of things and sometimes you're going to come up against people who aren't willing to be coached can you talk about what that actually means and how you handle it yes so these people that they are looking at the next shiny object and that is sort of the career in this world. <laughs> and we need to be grateful to those people because those people are our challenges. If we didn't have difficult clients, we would never work on improving our services. If I didn't have people that complained, I wouldn't look into going, hold on a second. If three people said the same thing, maybe there's something that can be improved. And so I take every difficult client as a blessing, as a warning that if they don't, didn't tell me, eventually it would all fall apart because a lot of people would have thought, think it but not tell me. And, and that is the truth. Like most people don't have the courage to go and speak up. And the ones that do, they usually do it in a little bit of a dramatic way, um, but that's, that's the way they do it, which is okay. And so how I deal with it, this has been a journey because when I didn't have a business that was strong in cash flow so when i didn't have um yes the business was selling a lot but people were not paying in time and there was a lot of like delay and mm-hmm. i still had to pay my bills and it was just like so when someone would ask for a thousand dollar account i would be in tears going where am i going to get the thousand dollar from i really spent it mm-hmm. but and i remember this particular client that was like about five years ago now she tell me francesca what do you mean you spend my money and I would feel like so guilty. I'd be like, I spent the money. Like, she was like, you haven't delivered the service to me yet. You can't spend my money. And I remember this guilt and this feeling like a fraud, a scam. Or what did I do to her? Mm. And, and I had a coach at the time. And straight away I called my coach and I said, what do I do? She was like, that is her story. 
she has paid for a service that is started already and is going to keep going in the next few months and she can't get the money back whenever she wants and, and you have spent your money not her money right mm-hmm. and and i was like oh thank goodness thank goodness and then my solution at the time was like i'm sorry there's nothing there but i can I can give you student services. I can help you. I can give you extra hours of my time. So I would always find a way to make them happy. Mm-hmm. Now, I, th- I still think that when you are at the level of the business that you don't have cash flow, you legit don't know where to take the money from. Refunding people is very dangerous for your business, for the finances of your business, right? Mm-hmm. And in the same time, as I grew the business, there was a point that I did have the money in the bank physically and people were asking for a fund not many as always like it's about five to ten percent of people and I was asking another coach and this other coach was a multi 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 dollar coach and he said Francesca you have to give the money back as you give the money back you open the doors for more money to come for abundance so just do it and I was freaking out <laughs> because there was everything in my bones feeling it's not fair it's not fair because this person had this and this and that and the community and all the things and I'm asking the money back and what about my value? So all these, what I'm learning always is that everything that worked until now is probably not going to work in the future. Yeah. Welcome to business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. You, you find that, Taylor? Yes, honestly, yeah. it's so true. Like what worked to get you where you are is not going to work mm-hmm. to get you where you want to go. You've got to keep pushing and getting uncomfortable, 100%. Yeah, so my objection to that suggestion, I was like, it worked until now. <laughs> I've still got abundance, so mm. stop it. I'm not going to refund it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so I had to sit down and really put some boundaries around that because I started to refund some people and not refund other people. And I was like, hold on, but that's not fair. Mm. And so I, I had to sit down and go, okay, what are the rules of this company? What, when do we really want us to, to refund people? When do we, when is the fine line, right? When is that we are able to pause for payments? When is that? Right? So then you have rules and then also the team can follow the rules because there was one point that I was getting like, coming to the office and all over here is, okay, so this person want to pause, this person want to refund, this person want to pay less this month, this person can't pay this month at all. And I'll be like, okay, all I'm doing is dealing with problems. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Like you guys just, you know, the rules, we, we don't refund, we don't pause, this is it. But then, you know, there's your heart and I'm very happy that my team has got a heart. And mm-hmm. so you go, oh, we can't, right? When I was dealing with clients, I wouldn't follow those rules because it will break my heart, right? Yeah. But when your team is work is dealing with the clients, you go, no, you don't refund. Easy mm-hmm. to say, but it's harder to deliver, right? Really? And so, so I realized that for a moment there, I lost my integrity of teaching the team what they should do, but I wouldn't have the courage to do it myself. Mm. How did you move around that? Well, again, working on the mindset and sitting down, so that meeting of sitting down and going, okay, let's come up with some rules and some scenarios that we have had in the last year. And so in that case, if the husband is sick and they truly don't have money, but they really want to stay in the, in the program, what are we going to do? And what is fair to everybody else? So we started, because now we had examples right i couldn't make the decision before i had all these different scenarios because i didn't know that those were going to come up right no. so once once i had the scenario i'd be like all right what type of refund pause or all of that what came to us and how can we have a system to deal with that next year that is going to be okay for our cash flow okay for the client okay for you know for our heart and make sure that we're doing the right thing for everything yeah Mm, that's good I love that and I love that you're like look I didn't know what those things were going to be but then as they came up obviously putting practices into place and I think that that's a very valuable lesson it's definitely something that I do in my business as well and even down to the level of like creating screen flows and things like that as you're doing it and as you get it right because it makes it so much easier to like pass that on to your team or if you don't have a team and you're building one out you've got this repertoire of things that like as soon as they come on you're like okay this is how things happen if this happens through this blah 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 Blah, and it makes it a lot easier for everybody on your team to be very aligned. So 
Very, yeah. very good tip, that one. Um, I definitely want to go back to what you were talking about in terms of the cash flow side of things. And when your business was at that stage where it didn't necessarily have the cash flow to be able to do all of those sort of things, what did you shift in your business in order to make that change? And I feel like we're going to head down the, rec- the direction of going from the one-to-one to the one-to-many and how you started to move into really focusing on the meetup side of things. I could be wrong, but I just have a feeling that's where we're going in terms of how you built your business and were able to to obviously scale to multiple, you know, seven figures and also just increasing the cash flow in your business? Yes. So what happened, um, that's that's an interesting one because what happened is that I was charging very little for the two-day workshop. And the reason why I was charging very little because I was waiting to get credibility and social proof. And I was waiting for this client to put into practice what I taught them so they could get actual results so that I could start to charge more. Mm. Now, guess what? That wasn't happening. Mm. And so I was becoming even more fraud in my head thinking, hold on a second. Like these people pay now a thousand dollars to come to my two day workshop. I've taught them everything. They go and do the first meetup. They go away. It was successful. And then they stopped doing it. And I go, what, the, what the hell? Like, mm. What just happened? Like why? Yeah. Yeah. And then I started to learn and I've heard that from many people, people that pay little money, pay little attention. Yeah. People that pay a lot of money, pay a lot of attention. People that don't pay money, they don't pay any attention whatsoever. <laughs> so I went, mm. now because I'm charging only a thousand dollars, people are not taking this seriously. They go, oh, I've done this course. It was me. I did one. It was good, but... Don't really want to prioritize it. Oh, not really. Mm. So in order for them to actually get results, I had to start to charge a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that was terrifying. So I, I bring the courage up and I go, okay, we're doing this. We're charging now $1,700. And I went to my virtual assistant at the time and I said, here, this is the new prices from next, next half day workshop. This is what we're going to sell like. And she was like, boss, are you sure? You're <laughs> You're struggling to close someone at $900. How are you going to double that? Mm. And just what you wanted to hear too, because you're like, I'm already dealing with this internal fear. Thank you again for putting it in my face. No. <laughs> I was like, how, how, what? I was like, no. Okay, hold on a second. You're, you're, no, you will never invest in this because you're not my target market. Right? So don't, that's the other thing that I say to my clients all the time, stop listening to people that are not in the industry to tell you what's worth or what not what's value what's not value right there, there is different things for me a five thousand dollar diamond is not value i would never buy that i'd rather someone buy me a ticket today with destiny if they have to give mm. me that five thousand dollar diamond right that's for me it's way more valuable yeah. it's something that goes into my brain and it's never gonna go away like i would can I always bring those tools and use them that's what i'm passionate about that's what i will put more value towards a stone then what do I do with it right mm-hmm. and so but that's me it's not right or wrong it's just different so yeah obviously I had to wait go away and go okay so her map of the world is she's getting obviously paid five dollars an hour for her seventeen thousand dollars one thousand seven hundred dollars is a lot of money and obviously that is not her business it's my business shut up I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the decision and guess what as I started to charge more money, it was a no-brainer. There was less objections than when I was charging less. Yep. Fascinating. Because now people will see the value. Okay, if you're charging that much, it must be that you're really going to keep me accountable, that you're really going to help me. It is really going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so then we started to charge more and then we started to get results. And as we get results, we started to get questions. So now I've done that. Well, how can I deal with this problem? And now we were like, fabulous. The clients now bring in more problems and we've got the solution. So yeah. I cr- started to create other classes, other Zoom calls, other yeah. you know, things that will add more value to answer the question that will come up as the client implement so that they could keep implementing. Mm-hmm. Instead, what I was doing in the beginning is like, here, and then I would drop them. And that's where they wouldn't get any result. Yeah. So, so then by doing that and supporting them, then we were like, right, now we've got really good results. So then you could put the price up and say, now you, you get all of this stuff because we tested it. It worked with the previous group, right? Yeah. And so then every time we just got more 
and more and more. And so now the, you know, from a two-day workshop, it became a three-month program and then became a six-month program and now it's a 12-month program. And there's multiple people that keep signing up every year to just stay in the program because they see that as my business doubles every year, they're going to learn new things that I have not implemented a year before and stuff like that. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. And I think that that's just, it's such good advice for those that are listening as they're building out what it is that they are doing. I would love for you to give your take in terms of the pricing side of things. I just want to go back on this because I feel like for some listening, it might be a bit confusing, especially if they're getting started when we were speaking before, when you're like, you know, I was starting out here and then like the people aren't going to pay $30,000 when you're just getting started, like you've got to build up, but then also knowing when it's the right time to make that shift and not getting stuck in the imposter syndrome side of thing and getting so caught up in like, I need more credibility, more credibility, more credibility before you make that shift. So like, what would be some advice there? Yeah. So for the two day workshop, I started at $900 and then I went to 1,700 and then I went to 2,500. So I, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't add, okay, I'm going to go from 900 to 5,000. Like it just doesn't work, especially because if you don't believe it, if you don't believe it's going to be like not valuable because we believe that it's valuable, but you don't believe someone's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Right. So my biggest limiting belief is, and it is now still that someone wouldn't buy a $20,000 program without a phone call. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to get on the phone or face to face to sell it. You, nobody will ever buy it from a phone. A sales page. Yeah. 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 And guess what? I'm literally about to buy that myself right now. <laughs> literally before I got in this call, I was literally watching that video that she was selling me into an $18,000 US program. And I went, wow, I'm about to do that. And I'm studying my own brain. I'm going, why am I buying? I'm about to consider to buy that. I'm never, I've never seen this person face to face. How, yeah. how, what's happening for me? And so I'm breaking and I'm doing it because I want to break my own limiting belief of believing that people wouldn't do it. Yes. So first thing I want to say to people that are listening is, are you investing in courses? Because if you are expecting people to invest in yourself, in your courses, in your products, in your services, but you're not willing to go invest in others and learn from others and, and put yourself in that situation, then you are joking. Like mm-hmm. I have said that through, like so yeah. many clients will come and tell oh, nobody wants to invest in me. And I ask, okay, well, how much do you invest in you? Because I wouldn't invest in someone that wouldn't invest in themselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so true. It's so true. And it, it's obviously like on, a, on the perspective of the people who are like looking at investing in you and then being like, okay, well, what are you investing in? But also like on the energetic side of things, like yeah. you know, on the money side of things, like, you know, when you release, you open yourself up to receive more. So yeah. it just goes hand in hand. Absolutely. Is that you are open that floor of giving so i know i'm going away from your question so i'll, I'll go back oh, i love it keep going <laughs> <laughs> when i first started it was a limiting belief that keep popping up so every month i would end the month with more money out than in every single month and in a session in a mindset session it came up that my dad when i was little used to say to me you have a hole in the middle of your hand so every time we give you money, the, you know, the pocket money, it just falls off because you have a hole in your hand. Because my brother will have a bottle and he will fill it up with coins. Yeah. And every time I will get this much of coin, I'll be like, what can I buy? And I would just go and buy it, right? So my bottle was always empty. And he kept saying, You're, you have a hand in your, in your, you have a hole in your hand and you're always losing money. And that stay it sticked into my head for so many years without even knowing it. So the thing is every month at the end of the month, I'll be finishing the money because there was that hole. So then I energetically closed that hole, like that hole that I had in there and I didn't have it anymore. And now I started to make more money that I was spending. And so I created a new belief. Mm-hmm. There was every dollar I spent, every single dollar I spent, I make 10 of them. Yes. I live by that as well. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so right now I'm thinking, okay, I'm investing in this course, which is probably more 25,000 Australian now that I think about it. Yeah. And I go, okay, it's 25,000. I'm going to have to make 250,000 from this course because if not, 
is, you know, that's my belief, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm now that just before I go on the call, I was literally writing a list of things of, okay, how am I going to implement this to make $250,000 at least to be able to make it worth my time? Yes. But I'm not expecting, and that's why I'm not getting on a call because I'm not expecting her to tell me. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not saying, now you told me that you're going to make me do that money. How come? Like, I'm not putting the responsibility on someone else's. It's my responsibility. I'm investing in this course. I'm going to learn some tools. How am I going to implement it? How am I going to have time to put it into practice? Where am I going to put it into practice? How am I going to use this information? This is all on me. So good. I love that part. I love what you've just said there with the accountability of it. And I think that it's something that everyone can take something from where it's like, okay, yes, you make the investment. And I always say this with like any potential client that I speak to. I'm like, this is a co-creation. Like this isn't like you're going to get in here and all of it's going to be done for you and everything's going to be handed. Like, no, 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 you're going to get all of the support and the container's going to be there. And of course the guidance and all the things that you need, but you need to commit to what it is that you're doing in order to bring all of this into your reality. So yeah. important. It's so important. Yeah. And also like the, the, the responsibility and the blame, like I find it fascinating. There's coaches out there that they study this stuff and then they go, to a program and then they start to blame the person is running the program and it's like you are a coach and you know and, and what it, what it hurts me for them like i'm really going oh wow imagine how they live their life because if they think that it's my responsibility to to their success that means that they are responsible for all of their clients success yeah. imagine how exhausted that is for for them right mm-hmm. they, they are living they business thinking I am responsible for all my client success. Therefore, if they don't succeed, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're blaming me or whatever coaches. Yeah. And it's like, no, I, I don't blame anybody for my success or no success. But also, what I mean is I don't blame anybody for my success either. Yes, Tony yeah. Robbins helped me. Yes, um, you know, Jacqueline helped me. Yes, this person helped me. I've got many coaches in the last five years helped me. I've, I've, I'm not naive enough to say that I was myself, right? Mm-hmm. But I did it. Yes. Yeah. Right? So, you can be given everything. And if you don't do anything, it means nothing. Yeah. 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 So good. So many good takeaways from all of that. I feel like everything that you're saying is just so on point. And what I love as well is really what you focused on there as well with like the rewriting of the stories and the truth that you're creating for yourself. And obviously like Mm. for you, you had to go in and do a lot of inner work, obviously with the stories that you were told as a child, which, you know, that's, it's, that's one of the things when I learned that I was like, what the heck? Like, you know, your subconscious is like the age of seven. If you haven't done any work to move through it, like, Oh my God, what stories have I been telling myself? And so I think, you know, if this is the first time that you're hearing that, like start to be aware as well, like some of the things that are going on in your life or if your reality isn't where you want it to be, what are maybe some of the stories that you're telling yourself that maybe came on a subconscious level from when you were very, very young. And I think that that's so important for people to visit. Um, so good. So obviously on your end, and we were talking about this off air, personal development is massive. Um, we both surprisingly were at Tony Robbins in September, but we only just figured that out now. We're both at the same event. Are there any other, what are some of the other like resources or seminars or things like that that you've done that you would recommend that people could start to look at if you're in that position where they do want to start to invest in themselves? Look, I find that, um, learning from people that you resonate with is the most important thing. And how do you know if you resonate with someone, you got to listen to their stuff. And yes. so podcasts, I actually um, think that uh, podcasts is something that I have never leveraged in my business until literally uh, last year. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I wasn't listening to podcasts. What's wrong with me? I was getting interviewed in podcasts, but just never really spent time listening to podcasts. I was more into books. And so now that I've discovered this whole new world about podcasts, I think that is the best. So what I say is just go out there and find someone that you resonate with, whoever that is. Make sure that they've got success in what they talk about, right? Um, even if success is short, it doesn't mean they don't have to be multimillionaires. They don't have to be in business for 10 years. It doesn't matter that as long as they've got what you want, right? And the next step, right? You go, I want to go there. This person has been there. Okay, show me what to do. And then you, you outgrow your coach and then you go to find someone else. So yeah. people that I love is obviously Tony Robbins. I've done a lot of stuff with Marie Folio. 
Um, I, I look at Amy Porterfield. I love Brooke Castillo. There's like so, like Esther Hicks and, mm-hmm. right? So there's so many things that I listen to. And literally I was talking to my mom this morning and I woke up at six. I went to the gym. I went to take Ollie for a walk. I came back. I did breakfast. And at 8.45, I left home to go to do my nails and haircut. I didn't go to, I didn't work today. <laughs> this is my first thing. But the thing is, I left at 8.45 and I said, mom, I just, it's 8.45 and I've already done two and a half hours of intake. Yes. Right? Intake. So people are expecting to, to be able to give and to add value, but they don't spend much, enough time intaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not spending enough time outtaking as well so speaking out loud what you're learning and and putting your thought together so that you can actually make them your own people don't spend enough time in that so I I think that that's priceless to success I a million percent agree with you I for me like the shifts that I've made over the last few years and it's literally like like I was telling you offline and the girls who listen they know this like for me my last business basically went into a full-on breakdown burnout and that was when I was like okay and I started listening to podcasts and things like that yeah. changed my whole life it made me shift the way that I showed up in the mornings created a morning routine for myself I'm exactly the same as you You basically just like spelt out my entire morning but I'm the same like two or three hours of like full-on like what am I doing to like fill my cup set myself up getting intentional before everything else is happening so is that like a basic morning routine for you is there anything specific that you do any rituals that you have maybe journaling practices, anything like that that you can share? Well, I actually love it because I, I'm someone that gets bored very easily, right? And I love routine, but I need to change routine often enough because if not, if I don't have a plan of what's my new routine, I will stop the current one and then I will go in procrastination. So that's mm-hmm. how my pattern has been for a long time. So um, I used to have a routine that in the morning I would listen to probably like a good half an hour of um, Esther Hicks. And then from there, I would used to listen to Tony and, and then I used to go to work like that. That was mm-hmm. my, I, I didn't used to go to the gym at the time. I was overweight and all that. Then my routine has changed in the last nine months. And now gym is a priority for me because it does give me energy. But if I don't do it for long enough, it starts to become like a chore, right? So I need to maintain that. Um, consistency but again I get bored so I had a PT for like about four months I got bored and I didn't go to the gym for like three weeks because I couldn't I was like I'm bored so now I found F45 and so now I've said you know what you're doing that yeah Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you're telling my story Actually, oh. the same, yeah. <laughs> That's it. And so now my pattern is I go to F45, but because I know my pattern, I didn't sign up for 12 months because I know I'm going to get bored in a couple of months. So I did the monthly one. So I'm going to do two months of F45 and then two months of CrossFit and then two months of PT. And then I'm going to start again. So now I know that because I'm going to be excited, looking forward to the next thing, I'm not going to get bored and I'm going to be committed to actually show up. I love that. And honestly, I'm not even joking. I did the exact same thing. Like I literally did month to month for the same reason. <laughs> yeah. what happen. I like to change. We might be traveling. Like there's so much stuff on the yeah. car. So I like the freedom of it, but I'm so like you. And I love the awareness that you have around it. And you say it so unapologetically, like you don't feel bad or hold any guilt or anything mm-hmm. like that for like, oh, okay, well, you know, for, like, cause that you do see that a lot where people feel very guilty around not holding a routine. And that is because they don't understand themselves. And that was me. I used to feel guilty all the time. Like I used to be like, what's wrong with me? I am lazy. And people be like, you're not lazy. Francesca. Look what you're doing in business. You're not mm-hmm. lazy. They're like, yeah, but I can't get out of bed. Everybody, every successful person tell you that they wake up at five. I hate waking up at five. <laughs> right. And so it's a fascinating because now like this morning, I was like, you know, this morning, the last four weeks, I'll be like, yeah, six o'clock, I'm up, I'm at, at 4.45, I'm there in time, I don't cancel, I don't, right? So if I know what, if you know yourself, you can find what yeah. works for you. There's no right or wrong, right? There's, if you get bored, that's fine, and then find something else. But as long as you know, and the thing is, sometimes people don't know, so they blame others. So I could have gone and say, 
my PT was boring. It's not that PT is good. It's just me that I get bored. And so I need some variety. I need some changes. Yeah. So good. It comes back to what we're talking about before about that side of ownership with things like in the coaching world, it translates to your entire life. Like you need to be taking ownership and you need to create the awareness first so that you can then take the ownership. And then that's where you can then facilitate the change, which I just love. Beautiful, beautiful steps. Um, obviously you are the meetup queen. I don't want to like leave without actually talking about meetups and events and all those sort of things. So let's kind of dive in to that side of things with events. Obviously for you, that's the direction that your business just went incredibly for me I'm all in the online space I'm definitely interested to start going down and I'm starting to get very intentional around what I want to do with events and all those sort of things and retreats um but you know obviously for me it's great to learn but for those listening like I would love to hear some of your like tips and things like that maybe steps that people can take for the events and I guess as well, like, you know what you were saying in the beginning where for you, it was like, okay, well, it feels easier for me to do it in the face-to-face world. You Mm -hmm. know, I think for anyone, whichever world you're in, the other one feels scary. So like, I think for a lot listening, if they're in the online, they're like, oh, how could I possibly like do face-to-face? What if I don't sell enough tickets? But then for people who are face-to-face, the idea of going global and being outside of their little network can be terrifying. So like, I would love to talk about the steps and then also how people kind of like combat that issue. I love that because um, Eric and I, my partner, is all online. And so when we first met, I was like, how do you do that only online? Like legit. And he was like, how do you get all these people in the room? Like they took flights to come and see you? Like what? And, And it's fascinating because for a little while, I wanted to be him and he wanted to be me. And we tried to me be him and him be me and it just didn't work. And so we realized that whatever is your strength, make sure that you leverage on it and stop thinking that the, you know, the, the grass is greener on the other side because to do the lifestyle laptop, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that, you know, that you, you don't, we don't see. And to put people in a room, there's a lot of work that you don't see. And so what I have, um, the journey that I'm going through is that now we are moving towards more online, but it's the step that we're taking slowly. So if you are online and you want to go offline, same. Don't just go, boom, I'm going to stop everything I know that I'm going to do and I'm going to start to do something else. No, do it slowly. But remember that to do it, to change um, offline to online or vice versa, you have to forget everything you learned because mm-hmm. it's not going to work in that industry, right? In that, in that world. And that's where Eric and I were like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that way because it doesn't work. And he'd be like, of course it does, I'm doing it. And I'd be like, no, no, it doesn't work in my end. And it was vice versa. It was like, offline, I'm going to do this. I'm like, no, it doesn't work on stage. Like on stage, you can't say that because it doesn't work. People are going to stop trusting you or whatever. Right? So it's like so many different unspoken rules of what works online, what doesn't work online, what, how can you sell, how you can you close, how can you build trust that nobody teaches. And, and that's why... Eric and I are really successful about our programs because my clients that want to go online do his program after mine and vice versa, which is yeah. amazing, right? Um, so if I have to give some tips on how to, for someone that is online and want to go offline, um, I'd say first and foremost, have a plan, right? People go, all right, I'm going to do an event. It's going to be a two-day workshop and the date is going to be in four weeks. And you go, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, wait. wait, back it up, back it up. <laughs> wait, okay. I'm, I'm very, very excited about your commitment and you wanted to lock in a day, which is good. But let's come up with the funnel first, right? So if you want to sign up for people to a two-day workshop that is going to be $2,000, $3,000, $4,000, how are you going to build enough trust first for them to actually want to come along to that? Yeah. And what we are realizing, Eric and I, by you know, talking a lot about our different funnels and point of views is what we realize is that it's really hard from online to sell offline and from offline to send online. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you, if I do a half day workshop and I say, guys, come now and, and join me on my 12 month mem- mentorship only online, people are going to be like, Oh no, I want to come to a workshop because those people have spent the time to come and see you live because that's what they want. Right. Yeah. And vice versa, people that join a webinar, they don't necessarily want to come to a workshop every month. They're like, no, 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 just give me everything online and maybe give me one or two workshops a year, but I don't want to come to a workshop every month or, you know. Mm. So it's different type of people and you've got to watch. If you want to change 
Uh, like, you know, when Eric and I were trying to do a thing that way, like his community were like, no, I can't make it to the workshop. You have something online that I can watch. And they'd be like, how does, what? <laughs> Why does it work for me? I'm like, well, because the people that follow you, they want the online stuff, right? They don't want the offline stuff and vice versa. My people were getting very disappointed when I was saying, we're going to start to do less workshop. They were like, what? No, I love the two-day workshop with you. FM, I want to be there all the time. Mm. So, right, so be careful of wanting to just go offline. Like what I would say, and that's what Eric is going to be doing is like his program is going to be online, but then he's going to do like a, a two-day workshop where he bring all his clients together, yeah. um, right? Or at a retreat or something like that. That is, it's not, you're not relying on that as income. It's just like a plus. Yes, yes, definitely. Integrating it that way where it's like a bonus thing, where it's like doesn't become the foundational structure of how you're running things. That makes so much sense. It's so good as well that you guys do both side of things. So it's like, yep, cool. Like whoever you are, whatever you need, like we've got you covered. Yes. (laughs) So good. I love it. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk to you about all of that forever, but we won't keep going on and on and on. If there is one last piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with, something that we didn't speak about today, something that's just on your heart to talk about, what would it be? Look, I really did speak about it a little bit and I truly, truly, truly believe that people in business don't work enough on their mindset. And that is what the break, it breaks them. That's, that's the only thing. When people still not succeed on, on business or give up or, or they think it's too hard and they go back, go, back, go back to a job, they don't make enough money, any of that is all because they believe their thoughts. They create emotions that are too negative and it's too painful to stay in business. So if you are listening and you are in business, heavily consider to start anything that is mindset. Um, you know, that's why I love, you know, what I do because I teach a lot of what I do is mindset because my clients wouldn't be able to move forward without that part, which is so, so, so important. So your business is a 3D printout of your thoughts. And so your bank account too, by the way. So uh, if, if you look at your bank account and you see that it's on red, then ask yourself, what are my thoughts? What thoughts have I got that are creating this? Why, why I can't make any money? Why there's people out there that make 17 million in 12, in 12 months and I can't even make like, you know, 100,000. What's going on? And yeah. so that, that is when everything will change when you start to work on your mindset. Love that. Such a good and so important. Valid, valid point. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I am at all today if it hadn't been my like total focus. So Very, very true. Thank you, darling, so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute pleasure. I've loved talking to you. Um, For those that obviously want to connect with you further, tell them where they can connect with you. Yes, so come and see me on Facebook on Francesca Moy, the Meetup Queen, and uh, you'll just message me there and my team will tell you what we can do. We're starting a new mastermind this year, which I'm super excited about. And so that's my, my new way to go online, right? So this is the, what I was saying before. So I am keeping all my half day and, and mafia academy offline, but then for the people that they don't want, they can't invest in that, they're not ready to invest in that. And we're creating a, a mastermind that is only $97 a month, canceling time. And that's what, you know, people can work with me and start working with me. And that's going to be my way to start to move towards online more. Love that. So good. Just building out that product suite and just catering to like everybody so that they can get a little bit of your magic, which is great. And it means that you're going to expand even further and reach more people in other corners of the world. So yes. that's terrific. Awesome, honey. We'll put all of that in the show notes. So it's super easy for people to connect with you. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Taylor. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for spending this time with me. If you loved the episode, make sure that you let me know by leaving a five-star review, screenshot the episode and share it in your stories or send me a DM. Make sure you come and connect with me over on Insta at Taylor Ray Peters and check out my website for programs, courses and tools that will help you take everything that we talk about on the podcast to a whole other level. I love you. I'm sending you all the high vibes and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.